Let's start off by you telling me and introducing yourself to everyone, what you've won, family background, what business you've been involved in. I heard you were a very famous Italian doctor at one stage. Can you, can you please start by telling me about all of that? Well, okay, so I was born in Rome in 1958, and um, I was a police officer back in Italy also. And, um, but my passion was bodybuilding. And uh, I did a couple of shows just for fun, and uh, they went well. I started actually in 1979 competing, and um, the owner of the gym told me that I had a good potential, but you know, at that point I didn't know. And um, so I decided to keep on going. And um, in 1983, I won the world championship. You know, I won the Mr. Europe and world championship. And then of course there was not much I could have done in, in Italy. I mean, at that point, bodybuilding was really, um, it, it really didn't hit, you know, the, the Italy so much. You know, you had to be in California, you had to be in the United States, you know, in order to make yourself more successful or whatever. So even when I first started bodybuilding, my father thought I was out of my mind, you know, because one day he sees me in a shower shaving. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm doing a bodybuilding show. I said, what, what's bodybuilding? Well, you're nuts. <laughs> I said, you're a cop. <laughs> I said, oh, my God, my, my son is shaving in the shower. <laughs> so, but anyway, you know, but he was very supportive of me. And, um, and when I won the, the Mr. Universe, he was very proud of me. And he, unfortunately, he died the same day. Um, oh, sorry. sorry to hear that. Yes, he was waiting for me to basically... To find out how the show went, and uh, by the time that I went back home, because I was in Switzerland, it was he already passed. You know what I mean, very, so it was a, from a from a great joy to a, a great uh, disaster because I, you know, I knew my father wasn't well anymore. You know what I mean, and uh, I didn't expect to go so soon because he was only fifty-seven years old. Yes. So, but he went to die his way. You know, he died from emphysema. You know, you didn't want to stop smoking, and unfortunately, that's what killed them. So after that, I in 1984. Now, Flavia, can I, can I go back with the Mr. Universe contest? It wasn't a Mr. Universe; it's a World Championship. What World it's Championship? That was WWABBA, the WABA, WABA, yeah? the, sur the Surgeon okay. Ubre, the Surgeon okay. basically, you know, federation. Because okay. I trained with Surge, you know, in Paris, in in Lyon. For six months, you know, I was with him. He basically sponsored me the whole, the whole, the whole way. And um, Flavia, how when he when you trained with him? I trained with Serge once in Sydney, but you you were with him for months. Can you explain? I was there for months. Can you explain to us? You told me once your style of training, and it was very intense, very very difficult. Your workouts seemed very difficult, but with Serge. Can you tell us about the style of training? Because there's so much confusion. I hear stories where he eats lean ham during the workout and drinks some liquid with honey and lemon in it. He trains for hours. He doesn't really go heavy. Lots of repetitions, lots of pumping. Yes. Can you explain what his style yes. was? 
I I don't know about the drinking stuff, you know. Um, I just the, the 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 level of intensity was really high. It was you know hours and hours of training. It was about volume. It wasn't so much about how much weight you lift. It was about doing two, three, four different exercises at the same time. Really, not even thirty seconds, sixty seconds between sets. Uh, an hour of abdominal, an hour of sit-ups, wow. non-stop, you know, that was his philosophy, you know what I mean? And who could not agree with Serge? Serge at that time was one of the best, you know, besides Arnold, you know what I mean? He, he really was, you know, he because he brought the not only a great physique, but, you know, a great package, a great condition that most bodybuilders didn't have at that time, you know? So uh, Serge basically was an icon at that time. And, uh, yes. and uh, he was doing a lot of appearances in Europe, you know, in, uh, especially in Italy. And uh, so when he saw me, he said to me that I had a, a great potential that I could beat somebody. And um, he said to me, why don't you come to Leon and uh, you train in my gym. I'm going to put you in the hotel. You don't worry about food. You don't worry about anything. And if you're interested, I help you with the with the world championship. I said, well, I couldn't refuse that offer, you know. So I packed my stuff and go. And um, and I and it was great. I had a, like I said, you know, it was my dream. I was one of the few guys to win the world championship in in Italy. I was more important than the Pope at that time. You know what I mean? It was like <laughs> it was a great <laughs> achievement. You know what I mean? And, uh, and then after that, I decide to one day to, it happened by accident, actually. You know, I honestly, John, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a loner. You know, I, I like to be by myself. Um, I really don't socialize with many people. Um, I never go out. And one night I decide to go out with a friend of mine to the Hilton Hotel in Rome because his friend was playing the piano at the hotel. So we went there and uh, during that time, he, my friend says to me, hey, by the way, there's two girls over there, they're looking at you. So they're looking at me. I said, I'm not interested. You know, I don't even speak English. You know, what do you want me to say? He said, no, 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 I do all the talking. I said, Fabio, let it go. <laughs> to make the story short, he goes there, five minutes later, he comes back with these two girls. One was all over me to make this story even shorter. She invites me to spend the holidays, the Christmas holidays with her in New York. At that time, my mother lived in New York, you know, because she was working for Rodo. Rodo, it's like Gucci, Fendi, you know, he makes very high-end handbags. So Rodo opened a showroom in uh, New York, and they asked my mother to basically run the showroom, you know? So she was there way before me. So when I told her, hey, I'm gonna come to New York, and uh, I met this girl, I'm gonna come and visit you. So basically like killing two birds with one stone, you know what I mean? So I went there, and um, I stayed for a little while. And of course, it was difficult because when you don't speak the language, People talk to you, you don't know what they're talking about it. You know, even with this girl, communicating was really, really tough. 
And um, I don't know how we decided to get married. Oh my just God. like that. I didn't know that. You didn't tell just me like that, that <laughs> you know. And, and um, she takes me to Vegas. We get married there. We come back to New York, spend another week there. Then I said to her, my dear, I got to go back to Italy because I have a business. You know, I have a, I have a gym. I was never a doctor in Italy. Whoever told you that, you oh, know. No, that, I read Italy. that. I read that. Well, well, I don't know. You know, everybody's a doctor in Italy. They yeah. told you, you know, doctor here, doctor there. You know, but you know, I wasn't. <laughs> so now you, you, had a, you had a gym in Rome. Is that right? I had a gym in Rome. Yes. I was partnered with, with another friend of mine. And um, I said to him, I need to go back because I need to sell everything and come back. You know, and of course, when you go back, it's not that easy. It's not just you can close everything in a few days and leave. So it took a while. It took about, about I would say, maybe three months or so, you know. And I don't know what this woman, you know, was thinking. And uh, by the way, when I came back to the, to the States, basically, she had a restraining order against me, you know, saying that I abused her physically during the months that I was away. She wasn't even smart to put the right dates. Yes. And uh, she took all the money from the wedding, the, the, all the, you know, okay. the gift that we got. Basically, you know, I mean, she had different intentions, whatever. You know what I mean? Sure. So... It was really difficult for me because I said, okay, now what am I going to do? I don't have a job. I don't have a home. I don't speak a word of English. What am I going to do? So I stayed with my mother in Manhattan for about a week. And of course, you know, I couldn't stay longer. Otherwise, what, I could what year was it. that, Flavio? 1984. Okay. You were there for one year in Manhattan. No one year. I was I I got there, you know, after that I sold everything in Italy. When I went back, you know, I just got there, you know what I mean? And um after them, you know, I said to her, I said to my mother, I think I'm gonna go back to Italy. She goes, No, I think you should give it a try here. This is the land is the land of opportunities, you know, and uh, what are you gonna do in Italy? I said, Well, I have a good life in Italy, I have my own gym and uh, you know, I mean I am yeah. I, I can do okay, you know, but she uh, really um, want me to stay there. You know what I mean? So but I decided you, so, to stay. Sorry for interrupting, but you know that—that's when I was in New York. How come I? Yes. Never, how come I never saw you? Where, where did you train? We, I, yeah, I was training in Astoria, in Queens. Okay. Very small gym called Broadway Gym. Okay, Broadway Gym. And, uh, I, you know, I owned a gym called Broadway Gym. Oh yeah, oh, here, okay. here in Sydney, but it's gone now. It's oh, no wow. longer mine. Okay, this okay. Is so it was a very, was a very small place, you know. So I started working as a dishwasher in um, in an Italian pizzeria in Manhattan, and of course, for the first few months, I never picked up the language because everybody that worked in that place spoke Italian. And um, so my mother said to me, "Well, you gotta start learning English, otherwise, here yeah, you're not gonna go anywhere." And I say, yeah, I know, but I don't know if I want to stay, this and that. In the meantime, I was going to this little gym in Astoria, because I lived in Astoria. I got a, I had an apartment in Astoria, you know, and um, my mother was helping me with the finances and everything. And the owner of the gym one day looked at me, he goes, you have a beautiful body. He said, maybe you should 
train people, train people. I say, I don't know how to communicate with people. <laughs> what am I going to tell them? I know what to do, but am I going to explain to them what to do if I don't know nothing? If I don't, if I, if I can, I can talk. And they say, oh, yeah, but, you know, don't worry. We, we, you know, I help you and this and that. So I started training a few people here and there. I end up with a lot of people. I started getting a little bit better with the language. And, and then one day I took the courage to apply for a job in Manhattan. And I went to the uh, natural, no natural physique, I'm sorry. Um, Medicine and immune muscle. You work there, right? Yes. Yes. So I made an appointment with the owner. And uh, I walked in and he, he looked at me and he goes, how are you doing, Flavio? I said, do I know you? I said, no, you don't know me, but I know you. You know me. I said, how? I said, I was in Italy and your picture is everywhere because you won the world championship. I said, well, thank you, you know. He said, so what are you doing here? I said, I moved here, you know, looking for a job. And he goes to me, you have a brother? I said, not that I know. He said, you look like John Terrilli. <laughs> I said, oh, thank you. <laughs> but you know, this, you know, this used to happen a lot. I had a, girl, yes. I had a girlfriend that saw you at a contest. She couldn't take her eyes off you. She goes, look, are you related to this guy? What's... You know, what's she couldn't take her eyes off you. And she's going, so, what's going on between you and him? I, I said, well, we're, you know, we're really close friends, but we're okay. You can call us brothers, but we're not. We don't have the same mother. So yeah, go right. on. <laughs> so it was funny. So I I worked there for a while. I met with a lot of people, of course. You know what I mean? But, but and then one day, I, I wasn't there. Was did I leave? I don't. No, know. you weren't there anymore. You were already uh, pumping iron. Okay. All right. You know, that's what I heard about you, you know, and uh, I said, oh, God, this guy is famous. I said, you know, John Trill is famous. He, said, he competed in the Olympia. And, you know, I, I remember when I went to natural physique one day and Bob Fuchs said to me, yeah, we have a professional bodybuilder here. He's getting ready for the Olympia. And I said, oh, wow. Then I saw you at the Olympia. I saw you. I saw the pictures. I saw the video. I said, wow, look at that. I mean, that's what bodybuilding is all about to me. So these are the people that looking at you and me i was nobody still i said that's what i want to look like you know these are the people that have really inspired me to you know see what i had you know what i could do with my body and that's when i decided one day to come and see you so i came to pumping iron and um as soon as i walked in i asked for you and the guy at the at the desk says to me are you his brother I said, yes, I am. You know. <laughs> I said, yes, I am. <laughs> he goes, oh, okay, I just told him that you're here, you know. <laughs> and, um, and then we had this conversation, you and I, we met there. You know, I brought you, I remember, if you remember, I brought you some pictures for when I won the, the world championship. And I was so proud of these pictures. Yeah. And when you looked at the pictures, you said, yeah, but you're really not in shape. So I said, oh, my God. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, meant I, that as, I meant that as a compliment because even though... Well, I said, you're really not, not ripped, you know. And I said, 
So my old world collapsed and I said, well, taking from you, I said, well, you know, it's giving me probably the best advice because, you know, definitely I'm not at a this level, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, even if I won the world championship, it doesn't mean that I'm at the level of this person, you know, but I appreciate it as much as it hurt me. And, you and, know, then, and then you made me eat my words because from what I remember at the Ironman contest, I was in very good condition. When I was backstage, people are saying, I can see through your skin. But when you came to my room, you took your clothes off, you showed me what you look like, and then you said to me, you, you're, two weeks, you're two weeks away from being in your best shape. <laughs> there was no body fat on you, nothing. No, it was Everywhere nothing. Everywhere that I pinched, you were doing everything correctly. I saw you yeah, with your was, food, you were carrying yeah. your food around. I'm saying, this, you turned this guy into a monster. Yeah, and I remember this, you called This guy's going to dis right destroy you. And, 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 you know, in that contest... Look, I thought I should have placed higher, but I, I was flat. But you, you nailed it. And I'm oh, not yeah, even sure where it. you yeah, placed, yeah. but there was nobody I, in the I, contest I, with that sort of condition. And, and to yeah. this day, I still haven't seen that. Yeah, I got sixth place in that, in that show, you know, and for me, it was still all new. I was still nervous because, you know, if you remember, the lineup was pretty, it was, the, you know, the lineup was incredible. Lex Wheeler, there was Lila Brada, and I said, God, these people Paul, already, Paul Dillard, already. Lila Brada, Flex Wheeler, Vince Taylor. It was, it was Vince like Taylor, Mr. Olympia you know? without the Mr. Olympia there. Right. Robbie Robinson, Michael Ashley. Everybody I mean, was there. there. there were 20 something Samir, guys. Samir was there. Samir, Samir was there. Yes. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I said, God, these people already qualified for the Olympia. So what are they doing here? You know what I mean? I'm never going to have a chance if you only pick the top three. You know, you already got the first five. They already qualified for the Olympia. So would they come here for a few thousand dollars? So it was kind of disappointing, you know, because I said, God, you know, I'm smaller than everybody else. Yes, I'm in good shape, but, you know, it's not good enough, you know. And uh, and I was still very nervous about the whole thing. You know what I mean? I was still, like I said, everything was still new to me about competing as a professional, competing among all these people. And I said, okay, maybe I got to change my attitude here. You know, maybe I got to make it more fun. You know, I got to be more like a showman, you know. And besides bringing the condition that not too many people sees, you know, I got to make this show more interesting. I got to go after the bigger guys. I got to basically mess with them, you know what I mean? And, and pose with them, you know, in, in order to make them look bad next to me because like i said my condition you know i mean pound per pound you know sure they're much bigger than me whatever you know what yeah, I mean? the Flavia, let me interrupt you there because with your body you're you're just a little bit under five foot when somebody looks at you when you're standing on your own you do not look like a short oh, nobody person. knows right nobody knows that you know so when, you, when you have very good proportions there's people there's yeah. people that are taller than you that have dwarf like Features you sure. do not have sure. that, according yeah, to no, my girlfriend. You were just yeah. like a, an Italian doll. That's how she described <laughs> you. <laughs> you. You couldn't. You, you couldn't tell what what your height was. You couldn't when when you saw no, on your no, own. No. All you see is this guy that's beyond ripped, hard as nails. This was zero body fat. It was zero body fat. I remember yeah. pinching your stomach. My skin yeah. was already thin, but when I pinched yours, I, in fact, today I was reading a story how. Arnold, when he saw Sergio at his first contest backstage, he knew he was finished before he even walked out. 
you you finished me off in my in my apartment when you took your clothes off and I pinched right. your skin. I said, mate, this is over. And you actually started giving me advice and you were correct. You said you're two <laughs> weeks away. You know, so, so that condition is between you and Gaspari as to who is the most ripped person I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I really got it right. And it's funny because I didn't tell you, you know, going back a little bit more. When I first moved to New York, it's a funny story. Before I came to see you, I didn't speak a word of English again. I decided one day to take the subway and go to Lou Ferrigno's gym in Brooklyn. I didn't know that Lou was already in California. And so when I got there, I met his father and his mother. They luckily spoke some Italian, you know? And um, so the father, you know, Matt came up to me and he says to me, so you, you from Italy? And I say, yeah, from Italy, I, you know, I just, I got here. And immediately says to me, take your clothes off. Take my clothes off, okay, my clothes off. And I pretty, I mean, I had nothing, you know, I wasn't training that much. And he looked at me and he says, you have a better body than Franco Colombo. Yeah. And one day you're going to be a champion. This was 1984. And nine years later, I stood up next to his son at the Mr. Olympia, you know, in 1993. You know what I mean? So um, that was one of the greatest compliments that I ever had. You know what I mean? You know, but still, I didn't know because, as you know, there's a lot of work behind. You know, things don't come. No. Overnight, I had to work harder than probably anybody else to get in that kind of shape, that kind of condition, you know, to be recognized. You know, I didn't want to be just a number because I remember when I did my first pro show in 1983, I won the, the, the universe. I was entitled already to zone professional. They told me I wasn't good enough. And for, you know, eight years, they denied me the pro card. Then when I moved to San Francisco in 1990, 1991, I approached Wayne D'Amelia and I said, Wayne, why don't you let me do the San Jose show? And he says to me, why do you want to do the San Jose show? You live in New York. I said, no, I just moved, you know, to San Francisco. Let me do the show. He said, well, Flavio, honestly, you, you're not good enough. You know, you're going to be frustrated next, standing next to these guys. So I don't think it's a good idea. I said to him, Wayne, let me do the show, one show. If I come to do the show, I'm going to bring you 100 people. You're going to sell the tickets. At this point, what do you care if I look bad or whatever? So he said to me, I'll give you one chance. But if you don't make it the first time, the second time, maybe we want to think about a career change. I said, okay, whatever. So I did my first pro show. I did the San Jose, and I shook the world. You know, I was in very good shape. Not as good as the Iron Man, but very good. I was a little too nervous. I got fourth place. I should have got second or third, but it's okay. You know, I I was happy. You know, let's put it this way. You know Flavia, what I, mean? I, I wanted to ask you, you once told me a story about what was going on in Italy with bodybuilding. You said at one stage there was like 60 federations um, um, unless I misunderstood and, and, and you thought there was a time where you could actually make a living just from competing in Italy. But I also want to know who inspired you to start training? Who gave you 
the first advice was you know in that Italian scene when you were when you were living there. Tell me about all these federations. Who got you started? Well, there wasn't that you know the the search federation. The the WABA was the international federation. Then the then another federation was the ICAP. The ICAP was more like a national federation. It's like the NPC and the IFBB. I mean, so basically there were the two federations going on in Italy with the IFBB and the, it was the FHF too. There was the national federation, you know what I mean? The FHF and the IFBB, you know, FHF for the national, IFBB for, you know, international. The gym that I was working out with, you know, they belong to the W, you know, WABBA. You know what I mean? So I started competing with them. You know what I mean? I didn't know the difference. I just wanted to compete. You know what I mean? And uh, like I said, that night I decided to do the show. You know, I got ready. I didn't know anything about diet. I didn't know about you know. I just took my clothes off and I went there. You know what I mean? I won the show, but you know, it was like a local show, of course. But it motivated me to do the next one and the next one and the next one, you know, and of course, who inspired me, you know, inspired me, all the people that I used to see in the magazine, you know, from Mohamed Makawi, you know, to Lila Brada, to you, to Samir, you know I mean, to me, that's was, you know, that's what I want to look like, Bob Paris, you know what I mean, that's what I want to look, I don't want to look like, you know, Frankenstein, you know what I mean, I don't want to look like those guys today, Absolutely not, you know what I mean? And um, it's no, you know, not even Franco that much inspired me, you know? Maybe, maybe, maybe Lou inspired me, you know, because it's not that I want to be as big as him, but I want to be as tall as was. <laughs> it didn't work out, <laughs> you know? But who, who was the person that instructed you, that gave you the first? At that time, there was this. A trainer, you know, he actually won the Mr. Universe, was Filippo Massaroni. Um, Filippo Massaroni uh, taught yes. you how to train. He was, he was my first, you know, he was my first trainer. Oh, that's yes. incredible. And Filippo was great, you know. I mean, he was a great teacher, uh, very knowledgeable. He trained me for the Mr. Italy, and he transformed me, you know, from Lee, for being a little dough boy to be totally ripped. You know what I mean? And uh, I wound up show hands down, you know. As soon as I stepped on stage, it was lights out here. You know what I mean? And uh, so I, um, like I said, he did a lot for me, definitely. You know what I mean? And that's when, uh, you know, then Serge saw me and he said, I think you have a great potential, you know, come and train, you know, with me, you know, I can make you a champion. I said, sure, you know. But that's how everything started. So Filippo basically was the one, you know, that really inspired me uh, when I first went to a gym. Because before I was training with a friend of mine in a little basement. He had a couple of weights. He had a few magazines. So we were looking at the magazine and said, oh, okay, let's do this. Let's do that. You know, but we really didn't know how to do it, what to eat. You know, we didn't know anything about nutrition. We didn't know nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. You know, but after six months that I started training in the basement, my body started to change, you know. So I said, oh, wow, look at that. You know what I mean? And that's when I first time I went to a, a regular gym and 
you know, they saw me, they said, oh, you look good. He said, maybe you should do a competition. I said, oh, well, whatever. <laughs> Flavio, we'll see. Over the years, I've, I've spoken to you, we've kept the friendship, and you've explained to me how you trained once. I, I listened to you very carefully, and I said, don't ever train with this guy, he'll kill you. The, 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 the way, the intensity of that workout, you were explaining to me some of the things you were doing. You, you were supersetting chin-ups with deadlifts. You, you had... Um, what I want to know from you is the, the workouts that you were doing that really made the difference when you started looking good. What sort of load did you did you go after heavy weights, uh, the rep range? Did you use tempo instead of heavy weights? Um, the, the, the difference between some of the things that I hear now, which are ludicrous. Uh, I, I, I want to know from you all, all that part of your training, the loads, rep range, all that, please. Yeah, I, I did some heavy lifting, you know. I mean, I mean, I was fighting four plates, you know. Uh, I was deadlifting probably five plates, but it wasn't really what I, you know, because, you know, when you start lifting those kind of weights, you're taking a big chance also. Yeah. So I, I wanted to train smart, you know. I didn't want to injure myself because, as you know, once you start injuring yourself, especially at that younger age, then you're going to take it with you, you know, for the rest of your life. And uh, so I came, you know, to a conclusion and said, well, maybe I should, you know, drop those weights a little bit and uh, add more of, in you know, add more of intensity, more of a super setting, you know, not taking, you know, so much uh, rest in between sets. Basically, that's what New Break, you know, taught me. I mean, so I combined the advice that I got from some people here when I moved to California and I used to go to Gold's in Venice, I used to sit there on the bench and I was nobody. And I used to watch everybody. And after after that I, I finished training, you know, that they finished working out, I used to go to them and I say, hey, can I ask you, you know, some people, they never spoke to me, you know. I think the only guy that spoke to me was Barry the May, you know. He took me to breakfast and he, you know, he gave me some advice. And um, I spoke to Lila Brother a little bit, you know what I mean? You know, but I would say everybody was pretty unfriendly, I, you know, um, not very, um, they didn't want to talk, you know, maybe because like I said, I was nobody, you know what I mean? And, and it's too bad to have people like that because these are the people that we look at to, you know what I mean? You know, if it wasn't for these people, they wouldn't be us. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for the magazine, exactly, there wouldn't be us. You know, I mean, this is the people that inspire us to go to the gym. And I don't care what a great athlete you are or what a great trainer you are, you know, but if you have an attitude, you know, come on, you know, what I mean, I'm trying to, I admire you for everything the, the way you look, the way you've done. So, why can you be a little more humble and 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 spend it, you know, a couple of minutes. It's not that I ask you to marry me or whatever. <laughs> you know, I just ask you a couple of questions, you know what I mean? So it just, um, it was disappointing, you know, a little bit, you know, because nobody really wanted to talk to me until the day that I went to do the Ironman. And then I saw everybody backstage and they said to me, what are you doing here? Uh, what am I doing here? Hey, watch that, what am I going to do with you? <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> today is judgment day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but like I said, you know, I, in all my career, you know, as you know, um, 
I was very polite. I was very friendly with everybody. I took pictures with everybody. I always made time for everybody. And and people and people like that. People recognize that. You know, people remember that. You know, you don't want to remember, be remembered as, oh, he was an ass, you know. So, you know, he had a bad attitude. Who I don't care. Talk- you know? Who are we talking about? Well, we're talking about, you know, people like, for example, Sean Ray or Kevin LeBron. They have a big attitude, these people. You know what I mean? Okay. You know? Well, you know, a little bit, you know. But, you know, I mean, they're great athletes, you know. You know, but sometimes, you know, it would be nice to let it go. I mean, Richie Gaspari was really nice to me. Lee Annie was very nice to me. You know, so I don't understand why some of these people... Flavio, some days people are having a bad day. It's happened to me. Yeah, maybe they had a bad day, whatever. Flex was nice to me. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, it just... uh, it's too bad because, like I said, this is the people that I admire. This is the people that I... No, no, they have to put know. up a professional attitude. They've got they've got that clout. They're very famous. Right. And, and with that should go this professional attitude. I'm not sticking up for them, but there have been times when I've been feeling in the dumps and some, some innocent person approached me. It's not that I was rude, but I could have been a lot nicer, a lot friendlier. I'm not sure... When you came to see me that time, I think we just clicked. When I came it. to see you, I, I, I was very surprised because I said, wow, this guy is at the top. You know, he's one of the top, you know, one of the, the best of the best. And I said, now he's taking the time to talk to me. I said, oh, that's good. You know, I I appreciated that. You know what I mean? You know, of course, if you would have thrown me under the bus, uh, you know, I would have never such a good image of you, or stuff, you know, or whatever, you know, but. Well, I'm, like glad I said, you, I'm glad you got me on a good day anyway. But when, I got you on a good day, yes, yeah. yes, you know, you know definitely. <laughs> no, but definitely. When, I, when I saw you, I could tell by your mannerisms, the way you looked, everything, the first thing I thought, who is this guy? He's like a smaller version of you. What's going on here? And, you know, from from when we met, we clicked. That, that yes, was a, That was yes, a good we relationship. We, we, we became close very quickly. Um, Flavio, what I wanted to ask you, please tell me more about your training. What was it? The training? What, what, one day, uh, one body part per day, three days on, I do, one day I off. usually, yeah, I usually did, you know, one body part a day, uh, train each muscle once a week. Um, and this is what you did to get in that shape that you were in the eye. That's what I did when I got in that shape. But, you know, like I said, once I turned professional, I started to, first of all, not spending so much time in the gym. I was spending way too much time in the gym before. I think I was overtraining, you know. Um, I wasn't training with the same probably intensity, uh, level of of intensity that I was, you know, when I, like I said, when I moved to California, it was a big change from New York to, you know, to San Francisco already. And, um, but, um, like I said, because I couldn't, I didn't want to lift, you know, so much heavy, heavy weights, even if I, you know, like I said, I was handling pretty, pretty good weights for my, for my weight. I, I weighed only 150 pounds. So when you start benching two and a quarter and 150, yes. it's, yeah. it's still pretty good. You know, you're yeah. squatting four plates. It's still pretty good, you know, yeah. regardless that, you know what I mean? But, uh, I never concentrate so much on the weight, but try to feel what I was doing, try to uh, get as much blood as I could in the muscle, you know, try to, like I said, it was about the feeling more than that. Uh, Oh, I gotta lift 300 pounds, and you know my goal wasn't that, because I said at the end of the day, these people they want to see what I look like when I take my clothes off, 
They don't care how much I bench, how much I squat, exactly. how much I deadlift. They really don't care. So, so you know let me mean? ask you this from Filippo Massaroni to Surgeon Abreu. They, they weren't training each body part once a day, once a week. They, they, they were doing maybe each body part two or three times a week. So by now, yes. the work that you were talking about, that's, yeah. that was your style. You developed your own style. Would that be correct? I I think so. You know, I mean, it worked for me. And even even today, I still do nothing changed from 1990. I still train with the same intensity. Of course, the weight's a little bit lighter now because I got my aches and pain. 30 years went by, but uh, I'm still in great shape. I'm still... You know, if it wasn't for my shoulder, you know, that I'm on bone on bone, I I would have got ready for the Olympia next year. But listen, you know, what, what happened to your shoulder? Because I don't ever remember you telling me about any... It's arthritis, John. It's arthritis. I Just went to see a chiropractor. I went to see, you know, other people, you know. And then the one day I said, you know what, forget about these people. I'm going to go see an orthopedic surgeon. Yeah. You know, so he took the x-rays and he said to me, yes, you're on bone on bone. Um, now he said to me, how important is for you to do the double biceps? I said, not really. <laughs> he goes to me, okay, don't do anything. Don't, don't do a surgery. You know, you still have pretty good flexibility. You know, I won't do it until really, really gets bad. Um, so he said, it's up to you what you want to do. You know, if you change your mind, he says, I'm here, you know, but this basically that's what you have going on, you know what I mean? Um, so if it wasn't for that, believe me, I would have I would have given it an, and it wasn't just because, you know, competing. I mean, I love to compete, but I don't need to prove anything. But definitely at my age, you know, because next year I'm going to be 65. Wow. And I said, yeah, stepping on stage at 65 years old, there's not that many 65-year-old looking like that. I mean, John, I swear, every gym that I go, People said to me, are you, were you a couple of weeks away from the show or something? Yeah. Are you getting ready? I said, no. He said, I, I tell everybody, no, I was born like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I thought there's all this talk going on about the Mr. Olympia over 60 years of age. And I thought you were training for that. There's a lot of talk about it. I myself would never even consider it. But you, you were telling me that this could be a possibility all you need to do be. was... I got to gotta say, my shoulders did better than two years ago. I got way more flexibility than two years ago. Two years ago, I couldn't lift, lift the fork, you know, to eat. It was difficult for me. Today, definitely, I feel a little bit better. Um, but it's not perfect enough to hit the poses. You know what I mean? So as good as shape as I am, it would look weird. It would say, what's wrong with this guy? Why, why so crunched up? What, what, what sort of shoulder work do you do? Because you, you said you're not, you don't have all the mobility that you need. So I cannot down. do the full double biceps, you know, like I used to. I cannot raise my arms like I used to. So how you do know, you train shoulders? Do you do any over? I can do anything. No, no, no. I can do anything. You know, believe it or not, that's, that's, the, that's the crazy part. You know what I mean? That once I go, once I pass the first set, you know, everything is, everything is easy. You know what I mean? And, um, I don't have any pain anymore, luckily. Um, so I don't have any discomfort. It's when you're posing that you run into a problem. It's when I pose. So I can do the side shots. I can do the three-quarter shots. But when it comes to back double biceps, front double biceps, even the front last spread, it's a little, it's a little, dif- it's a little it, difficult. You know when, mean? when you warm up, 
and you get past the initial stages and you're, you feel good. Have you tried posing then after you've warmed up? No, because I'm too pumped up that I can't even move. You know what I mean? It's just my body's still, it's still, it's amazing. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a genetically freak. I don't, I'm a, I'm a, like I said, everything that I do, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. uh, they say when you hit 50 already, your legs start going. My legs are just as good as they were 30 years ago. You know, they are, I mean, like I said, honestly, people stop when I, when I walk in the gym, you know, I mean, it's, I'm proud of it because I say I'm the oldest guy here. I'm in the best shape of all because right now when I go to the gym, it's a joke, you know, because everybody's on the phone, you know, and yeah, yeah. there's no more that, you know, uh, nobody really wants to do anything. It's most like a social place now where people meet people or people where they want to post something. Look what I do. Look what I did, you know, but the, 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 the level of intensity, it's gone. You know what I mean? And these people, they want to, I don't know what they have in mind, you know, to do a couple of shows and they think they're going to be somebody, you know, and it's funny because then they come to me and the first thing, the very first question that they asked me was, is, oh, what should I take? What should you take? (laughs) You know, you still got to start working out, you know, why don't you train with me for a week? You know, I can kill you in 15 minutes. You know, even if I do 25 pounds on a bench press, you know what I mean? You know, you don't have my stamina. You don't have my endurance, you know, besides the muscle density that I have. Yeah, they you know, don't have what you got in quality. here, Flavio. It's what you got in my here drive, that they don't have. The drive that I have, you know, is still nothing changed from 1990. You know what I mean? I'm still, when I go to the gym, it's like, you know, for me, every day is a show, you know? And... Uh, so I train with a kind of state of mind, you know, so I go to the gym. Your diet, you know. How oh, I'm you, on the diet. When I saw you at that Ironman, you were carrying your food with you. Yes. I, I don't, you know, Even today. all I saw was some protein with sweet potato in, in, in your yes. Tupperware, your meal prep. How, <clears throat> how did you eat? Did you carb load? Did you deplete? Tell yes, me the I philosophy. did. Yes, I did. You know, I, I, I. <laughs> I believe in moderation. I never stopped eating carbohydrates, you know, uh, before the show. Uh, maybe I lowered the amount, but, I, you know, maybe I went a couple of days to almost nothing, you know, and then two, three days before start eating again. But uh, I was all, I always want to make sure that a month before the show I was ready, you know, as far as my body fat being down to zero, you know, and at the end it was only the water you know, which in a few days, I knew how to get rid of it. You know, I had my uh, ideas how to get rid of the water, you know, and it worked, and it worked pretty can, well. Can we speak about that now? What you sure. used to do to you get know, rid of water? So basically, um, stop eating salt, that's for sure. You know, Sorry. so no more no more salty food, you yeah. know, no adding salt on the food, no more eggs, you know, because, you know, eggs have a lot of salt also. So I was eating mostly chicken, you know, vegetables the last few days, uh, first, uh, last probably two, three days. Then when I started doing the carb loading, I started measuring my urine. So every time, the first day, it was a three days. The first day, whatever I was going to the bathroom, I was replacing with, you know, distilled water. The second day I was replacing with half the what I was you know, peeing basically. 
And the third day, I will just sip in the water. And let me tell you, you know, the, the, between the second and the third day, you see your body changing every hour. I remember I got up that morning and I looked at myself and I said, oh my God, <laughs> I, there's no more, I mean, it, it was ridiculous, you know? I was eating my food, my friend says to me, I can see the food going through your body. You know, I say, you are transparent, you know? This, this was the day before. <laughs> yeah, the, the no more skin. The, the day before, even two days before I was, I was ready. But you know, even the last few days, the last day your body start changing, you know? hour by hour, you know, if you don't mess up, you know, of course, you know what I mean? So, Fabio, uh, it was pretty, for, you I, know. I want to say something because I want to find out if you did this as well. Before that show, I was not feeling very well. And then after I spoke to you, I said, I, I, uh, I, I need to take some diuretics here to get the job done. Yeah, after, sure, sure. Did, yeah. You, did you really rely on just what you told me? I did the diuretics, sure, you know, yeah. but very mild diuretic, you know, diazide. Yeah. You know, this kind of stuff, nothing, nothing like Lasix or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? You know, um, also, you know, not even like uh, Aldactone, I was, I it didn't agree with my body. Yeah. Uh, mostly one day is I, uh, three days before, two days before, if I needed it was the last day, if I needed it, but I, I, was, I was already done, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't want to go crazy with diuretics, you know, because... You know, I I saw many cases of you know. Well, we know what uh, happened to Mohammed Benaziza, and well, I was there when when they had to carry Paul Dillet out of the stage. You know, I was yeah. at the Arnold Classic that year. You know what I mean? You know when he froze yeah. doing yeah. the double biceps. You know uh, when Mike Malorazzo almost died. Uh, you know, uh, I was there. You know, what were so, these guys doing, Flavia? Did you ever get? They were doing. Idea? They were doing that. So I used to go. I used to go out with them, you know, a few days before, you know, especially when we did the European tour. And every meal that they were taking, they were taking diuretics. After every meal, they were taking diuretics. But what, what and no matter what you had. Oh, Lasix. They were doing a cocktail, whatever you had. Cocktails. Like a cocktail, you know, of diuretics. You know, Dizai, Lasix, whatever. After, they, whatever after, after every meal. Every meal. Yeah. For instance, because with you, how many They were meals? eating... They were eating pretty bad also. They were eating things like pastries and pizza, you know, but they were rely on diuretics, you know, like crazy, you know. I how went you, to... How many meals a day were you having? When you, when when you, was, were, when you were training for the show, even when you six, depleted... Six meals a day. Six meals a day. Yeah, yeah. even today, about six times a day, five okay. to six times a day. You know what I mean? And um, I remember when I went to do the Niagara Falls one year, um, I I saw David Dirt, you know, beautiful body, great guy, you know. And um, I see him that day, and he came up to me, and, um, you know, he said, Flavio, oh, you're in great shape. I said, well, thank you. I said, how are you? How are you? He goes, well, I'm not, I'm not in, a, in the best shape, but we'll see what happens tomorrow. The next day, I see him coming down, you know, from the elevator. I didn't recognize him. He lost like maybe 15 pounds overnight. Wow. Flavio, tell me. It, so they, were, they were injecting Lasix, you know. Oh, uh, that's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to know from yourself. He looked incredible. He looked incredible. Yeah, but I wonder <laughs> how he felt. 
oh, well, look what happened to him. Or now, also, yeah. you know what I mean? You know, you know, Flavio, but, can we explain, because we talked about some things that nobody talks about, can we explain, even your opinion, why that sort of behaviour is dangerous? <clears throat> because I've, I've seen myself what can happen, and I've, I've seen people die because they mix two potassium-sparing diuretics together, and basically yeah. that stops the heart. Potassium, sure. You know, loading sure, potassium sure. into the body with two different types of potassium-sparing diuretics will stop sure. your heart. It's by chance that if they mix Lasix, which rips potassium out, and they take something like aldactone or another thing which we got here called moduretic, which is like diazide, that also loads potassium. So if they mix those two, they're lucky. But this is a highly dangerous stunt. And and please, you know, you've said everything, but but I want you to, I want to have a discussion on why this is dangerous, please, if if you don't mind. Well, it's dangerous because people, they don't want to do the work. You know, they don't want to eat right. So they do these crash diets, you know, they load themselves with, you know, I've seen people taking so many amphetamine, you know, because they had to drop 40, 50 pounds, uh, you know, snoring cocaine, you know, taking diuretics every meal, you know, because they didn't want to do, like I said, they, you know, they, they work for the previous six months or four months, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever time you need to get ready. You know, they don't want to eat chicken and rice every single meal, you know, because, you know, evidently, you know, it, it was too much, you know. So there was a chilling day here, chilling day there. So are you, you know, um, get accomplished? Are you getting that kind of shape, you know, if you don't start taking all this stuff? You know, and that's why they were dropping so much weight, uh, because, come on, you know, I mean, uh, look at people like Lee Priest dropping almost 100 pounds, you know, yeah, from being sure off that's season. That's... I mean, it's it's amazing, you know what I mean, you know. And uh, to me, if you're an athlete, you're an athlete all the time. You're not just an athlete the day of the show, you know. And uh, you don't want to look like, oh, this guy really, you know, he's a, he's a professional athlete. You know, he doesn't look like it to me. But besides that, it's not healthy, you know what I mean? And, um, and, and of course, then, you know, words, they start going around and, and people get the wrong idea, especially these people that they started, you know, bodybuilding, you know, nowadays they don't, they don't even talk about training anymore. Now we got all these coaches, all these gurus, the the gurus, the gurus, you know what I mean? You know, you know, in back in our days, you had to go to the grocery store. You had to cook yourself. You had to do your own training. Now you find the person that trains you, the person that cooks, the person that goes to the grocery store, the person that helps <laughs> closing. You know what I mean? No, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but for uh, nobody the teachers to... you had, Serge Nubra and Filippo Maseroni. Yes, that's you know, not everybody has it, uh, uh, had that access. That, like, I was I was very fortunate. You know, I mean, definitely, definitely, Filippo was you know the one that made me started, the one that really. Uh, saw the potential, and, uh, and then of course Serge came after, you know. But if it wasn't for Filippo, definitely I would have never, you know, you know. He's the one that pushed me actually to do competitions. You know what I mean? You know, because he said, "Oh, you have a good body." You know, first of all, because I thought, "Oh, this guy wants my money for the membership of the gym." You know what I mean? But you know, I said, "Why not?" You know, let's give it a try. You know what I mean? Because don't forget, I was 
the smallest guy, the shortest guy, and most of my life, people, oh, you're not going to make it. You're not going to go anywhere. You know, look at those guys. Look how big they are. Look how tall they are. That's Whatever, probably the best you know. thing they did for you, saying that to you, I think. From, from well, that probably was the best thing because it motivated me even more. You know what I mean? Because I, I believed in myself because I have a lot of willpower. I have a lot of discipline. Um, I don't give up. You know, honestly, I don't give up. Um, I couldn't give up that day that I went to see you, you know, when you told me, ah, you're really not in shape here, you know? And I said, oh, wow. I thought I was, you know, I'm the champion of the world. This guy tells me I'm not in shape. So what am I doing here? Maybe it's better to quit, <laughs> find find somebody else, something else to do, you know. But I said no. I want to keep going. I want to see what I what I can, you know. I want to if I if I can motivate other people, you know, that not everybody in this world is six feet tall. It weighs three hundred pounds or two hundred pounds. Flavio, you know? that day, what I was trying to get you to understand was how good you were. That you were not fully ripped, but you still beat. A lot of good people. And the whole intention behind what I said was, make yeah. this guy understand that when he gets that little bit extra body fat off, water, whatever yeah. it is, he's, he's going to be incredible. That's, yeah. That was my intention, not to make you Yeah, stop. that was your intention. Unfortunately, I took it in the wrong place. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> but actually, it was good. Because, you know, like I said, it's good to get... Um, advice is good to um when people tell you you know well maybe you should do this you should do that you know um i'm not perfect of course you know and uh, i took advice from everyone you know from you from lila brother from lieni from richie gaspari then you put them all together and you and you try and you see what works what doesn't work because we're all different you know I me mean? and um like i said but all the negativity all the negative influence uh, those are the ones that motivate me to get to to reach the unreachable, basically, because come on, whoever whoever competed at the Olympia, 143 pounds, no one, you know what I mean? And it's not that I placed last. No, I I got 13 plays out of 26 guys, you know. So and I should have placed higher that day. I should have placed ahead of Luke. But forget about the placing, you know what I mean? You know, who competes 143 pounds in the Olympia? Suicide. You don't even go in the national, you know, you don't even go at the... Yeah, but you know, wait, when you look like you, weight is irrelevant. It's irrelevant. You proved that to me. Yeah, I know. You proved I know. that to me. You made me eat my words. In fact, that day I, I said, you know, you, you should find some sauce, your favorite sauce to put, so you, so you can eat these words with your favorite sauce because you, the, the condition you had was just impeccable. Now, what, what I also wanted to ask you, Flavio, you know, we had a lot of fun in those days. Sure. Bodybuilding has changed. Tell Too me, much. Tell me what you think is missing. What have you been doing ever since you retired? Because I know what we were doing in it and the period of time that we were doing it in was a very special time. And we didn't realize that when we were doing it. Uh, and I think looking back as tough as what it was, because it was the toughest era to compete in. Yes. Um, what 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 is missing now? What what you know? What have the you big, been doing? How, how how did you get through all of this? And you're still you're still a happy person. You're in shape. You look fantastic. You don't even look like you aged one day the, from when I last saw you. You look incredible. Well, first so, of all, back in our in our days, everybody looked. Everybody was different. You know, 
um, like I said, there was people who weigh 160, 180. You know, look at Samir when he won the Olympia. You know, 183 pounds, 185 pounds. You know I me. Mean? Uh, look at Lila Brada, 170 pounds. You know, so everybody was different. You look at the bodybuilding today. You know, they look like farm animals. Everybody's 260, 270. Everybody looks the same. They got all these shoulders that I don't know how they get shoulders like that. It's like, I don't know what they're injecting in it. You know what I mean? But it's like watching at the girls. You know, they all got these breasts. You know, they all look, they come out from a box, you know? And to me, there's no more differences, you know? But what's, what's really missing in bodybuilding today is the entertainment. That's what we had in our days. I was probably the best, one of the best entertainer. That's what made me succeed. That's what made me, you know, being so successful. It wasn't just, oh, Flavio's in good shape. No, what Flavio's gonna do today when he's gonna do this routine. You know, I always stand innovation. I, will, I got best poser at the, at, the, at the Arnold. I mean, I, got, I had a lot of words for that. I was ahead of my time, basically. You know what I mean? And, uh, and today there's really nothing. Everybody's in a bad mood. Everybody looks angry. You know, every, you know, there's no more sportsmanship. You know, there's nothing there, you know? And uh, to me, it's boring today. Um, that's why I don't even go see the shows, you know, because it doesn't really, you know, these people to me, you know, they're really nobody, you know? I would say after Phil Heat, bodybuilding is dead, you know what I mean? You know, I, I think probably Phil Lee was the last true bodybuilders, you know, Mr. Yeah. Olympia, you know, maybe Sean Roden, sure, you know, but sure. Phil Lee, I would sure. say, I would say, yeah, I would say Phil was the last one. You know, I'm not impressed with Rami. I'm not impressed with, you know, uh, Nick Walker or, or uh, Ante Labrada. You know, the father looks better than Ante Labrada. You know what I mean? You know, it, it was like, he looks like, they, they, they're so inflated. You know what I mean? They all look the same, you know? Uh, now we got this new Italian bodybuilder, Andrea Presti, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't see him going anywhere, you know what I mean? Um, honestly, you know, he qualified for the Olympia, you know? Last year he did the Olympia, he placed dead last, and the guy's 270 pounds, 270, you know? So this year he qualified again, you know what I mean? And what do you think he's gonna do? Absolutely nothing, because nobody has personality, no one has charisma, no one knows how to put up a show. You know what I mean? You know, if you see them, like I said, they all look in a bad mood. Nobody smiles. There's nothing. You know, there's no more good routines. You know, they do one pose and then you see them go. You know, like this. Give me a break here. Yeah, what kind of routine is that? You know what I mean? Everything is boring to me today, you know, and that's what, to me what's missing, you know, that's what was back in our days, you know, first of all, like I said, everybody will look different from each other, you know what I mean? Now you can't say that everybody looks different, everybody's at the same level. Flavio, <laughs> you know? my, my mission, <clears throat> and at some stage I'm going to call on your help and other people such as us, is to bring back, bring bodybuilding back to where we had it. That's, that's the whole reason for having this group and so many people in the group and these interviews, it's all part of that mission. We loved what was going on. And I know if people today experienced what we did, 
they would quickly drop this and want to go back to what we had. The, the problem is promoters with all the classes, all the different classes, which is, look, it, it's okay because what I've seen, and I'm not going to mention any names because I want to interview more people. I've watched people who were totally against all of that. Now they're running their own shows and all of a sudden it's okay because they're now making money as well. I would probably do the same if I was in their position, but except there's just certain things that I wouldn't do. And my mission really is to bring that bodybuilding back. And most people think it's, you know, the horse is bolted, it's too late. I don't think so because I'm not going to stop. Uh, <clears throat> and also what I'd like to know from you is since you have retired, what have you been doing up until now, if you don't mind? So we get a personal glimpse into your background and, you know, how you've been living um, and, and you, you know, what, what you've been doing because 30 years has, has passed. Sure, sure, sure. Well, I retired, you know, five, um, in 2016. I left San Francisco because after my mother passed away, there was really no more reason for me to stay there. And um, I came to Palm Spring by accident, you know, because I remember uh, when my mother passed, um, the next day I went to the gym and a friend of mine says to me, so Flavio, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know if I want to stay here or I'm thinking of going to Mexico. And he said, why Mexico? I said, well, it's inexpensive. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. Some places are pretty nice. He said, yeah, but it, you know, it's not California. It's no, it's kind of dangerous over there, no matter where you go. And he says to me, why don't you try Palm Springs? I said, Palm Springs. I said, well, I said, sure, you know, I can go one day. He goes, no, 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 you got to leave tomorrow morning. I said, what do you mean I got to leave tomorrow morning? He goes, no, because if you go tomorrow morning, I have a condo there. You can stay for uh, two, three days until I rent it, you know, the next the next week. And uh, if you want to look around, you know, look around. So the next day, I, you know, put my dog in a car. We drove to Palm Springs. And the very first day, I bought a house, you know, when I came here. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> and... Uh, and I stay an extra day because I saw like 20 homes here. But the very first day, I already had my eye on, it, on one. And the second day, I purchased it. And, um, and then a couple of days later, I went back to San Francisco. I gave him the keys back. And I, he said to me, how did it go? I said, I bought a house. He goes, what? You bought a house already? I said, yeah. He said, so what are you going to do with your house here? I'm going to sell it. <laughs> what am I going to do? You know, I sold my house in five minutes in San Francisco just like that. And 30 days later, I was back here. And now, since I came here, February 2017, it was my priority to go back to the gym. It was my priority to go back in shape. And not just in shape. No. Like 1990 again. You know what I mean? So I put my head down. I said, you know, I've got to start eating. You know, I, mean, I never ate junk food. I haven't, I haven't had junk food in 20 years. You know, I never had a, I hadn't had a glass of wine in 20 years. You know, I don't eat junk. I'm always on a diet, 24-7. What do you do to uh, relax? What do I do to relax? Uh, like I said, nothing, John. I rarely spend a lot of time home. I, I have my dog, you know. Um, um, like I said, once I have the gym and, you know, I'm, I'm happy with my life. I don't need... I don't need entertainment. I'm a single guy. I don't have any kids. I don't have any, I don't have a girlfriend. You know, I don't want people that they start lecturing me about, oh, you never go out. Oh, you're always eating that way. Oh, now you got to go back to the gym. I go to the gym twice a day. 
I do my cardio in the morning. I go back in the afternoon to do the weights. You know, so it's like I'm on a mission again. And uh, but this is what I decide to do with my life. You know, and I'm happy. Um, like I said, I don't need you know somebody to tell me what I should do. You know, or how I should run my life. You know, because you know, like I said, I, I don't bother anybody. I'm perfectly you know content with what I what I do. You know, you know. So you're, I have li- friends. you're living in Palm Springs, and what yeah. what's the benefit of moving from where you were to Palm Springs? The benefit was that I came at the right time, you know, because um, right now housing the housing market is crazy. After the pandemic, you know, a lot of people lost their jobs, and then nobody works in the office anymore. So a lot of people left those big cities like New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco. It, where are extremely expensive. You know what I mean? San Francisco is probably the most expensive city in the United States. Um, and when you pay rent $4,000 a month for one bedroom, you know what I mean? Really? So, so they, they, a lot of people move to, you know, a smaller place, even Palm Springs or something like that, because housing back five, five years ago, it was affordable still, you know what I mean? And uh, you can get a nice place, you know, and uh, now, of course, in, in Palm Springs, the, there's no inventory. You know, everything is off the market. And if you find something, it's the prices are three, four times more than what I paid five years ago. What what you does know? a house in Palm Springs cost now? Palm Springs is beautiful. Well, you know, for, first of all, Palm Springs is a very small uh, town. Um, there's not that much traffic. The weather is beautiful, you know, all year round. Uh, the summer is up, sure. You know, we got these four months, July, August, September, June, July, August, September, you know, when it's up. But hey, we have air conditioning. Who cares? You know what I mean? But it's not that I got to deal with 20 below or snow or whatever. We see the snow on the mountain, you know, but down here it's 75 degrees, you know what I mean, in, in the winter time. So um, everything is basically walking distance or five minutes away by car. Um, you know, both gyms where I go, three quarters of a mile from my house, so I don't even drive anymore. You know, um, it gets really busy in the winter time because we get all these snowbirds, you know, from the East Coast, from Canada, coming here because they, they don't want to spend the winter in Canada, which is horrible. So it's get very, very busy during those months, you know, from October to April, May, you know, the city gets very busy. Um, I like it because man, in two hours you can go to LA. Yes. In four hours you can go to Las Vegas. In two hours you can go to San Diego. You know what I mean? So, so Claudia, it's, it's what, what next? What do you? What's next with bodybuilding or anything to do with your life? What What do you feel is next for you? Um, are you just happy to continue the way you are, or is there something we should hear about? Um, what's next for me is just to stay healthy. You know. I get my physical every six months. Um, luckily, I find a good doctor um, that is very liberal when it comes to also anabolic steroids. You know, he's an HIV doctor. Not that I have HIV, um, but uh, he luckily I was I was lucky because he took me because he knew where I was. He was a he's a bodybuilder, you know, but he's a very famous HIV doctor here, and um, so I see him every six months and. Uh, um, my health is, is the most important thing. Um, 
my peace and tranquility is more it's important having a few dollars in my pocket is important you know anything else you know come second you know what i mean it doesn't it doesn't really matter to me that's why i say i'm not looking for you know um somebody or find somebody that is gonna that is gonna spend the rest of my life with you know absolutely you know i'm, I'm too old for that um so will you do no. the over 60s section of the mr olympia if it's on because i think you can overcome this uh, restriction of not being able to do the front double bicep and lats. If I, if I, it's funny because, you know, uh, we have a professional bodybuilder here in Palm Springs, Jean-Pierre Fuchs. I'm sure you yes, know who he is. Yes, yes. You know, and I see Jean-Pierre every, I would say every couple of months, uh, we get together and um, he's still very much into the sport. He trains a lot of people, especially women, he said to me bodybuilding is going down so i make more money training the girls you know for bikini wellness this kind of stuff than bodybuilders you know what i mean because you go into a bodybuilding show today and you see 20 bodybuilders and 200 women so what's the point to get involved with bodybuilders you know what i mean so we get together every couple of months and uh, he says to me i i cannot believe the way you look you know and you should do the, the, the Olympia. And I said, yeah, but I cannot pose. So he said to me, why don't you do physique? I said, are you out of your mind? I'm going to look, I'm going to put those shorts. I look like Mexican, you know, with those. <laughs> I don't look like I'm from Tijuana or something, you know, come on. I said, you know, I said, but at least you don't have to pose. I said, yeah, I got it. But, you know, come on, you know, this is ridiculous. I said, if I do it, I'm going to, you know, now I heard the next year they're going to have the master Olympia. You know, but see, for me, I was going to go in the regular Olympia, you know, in a classic. I don't care the place. You know, I don't care if I, I don't think I'm going to place last. I don't think so. But it doesn't matter because my career is over. You know what I mean? You know, um, it's not that I'm trying to get a contract or start something. No, no, I'm too old. I would have done it for one time to say, look at him, 65 years old. Look at what he looks like still. So motivate, you know, the people you know, from 20, 30 years, you know, the people that are in their 50, 60, whatever, that is still, you know, but as you know, John, it's a lot of work, you know what I mean? And uh, for me, I, ne I never stopped, you know what I mean? And uh, that's why I, I look the way that I look today because really nothing changed from the, the competitions day to nowadays, you know, the intensity is still the same, the food is still the same, you know, and, the body luckily still respond, you know I me. Mean? So I said, why not? Why don't try one more time? But if I these restrictions as far as posing, you know, I'm I'm too picky. You know, I'm a perfectionist. Flavio, you know, you can, if you can I don't do feel hundred percent, I don't want to go in and look stupid. You know what I mean? Flavio, you, you can know? do it. I, you know, I've since I saw you, I've had about over thirty operations and it, it, it deforms the body. You don't get sure. surgery. Um, but, but still, I had to learn how to do those poses for my own sake. It's taken me about four years to be able to almost do a lat spread again. So I know it's possible for you because you haven't had surgery. You haven't done what I've done. Most people no. don't realize all the surgeries that I've had. Um, having, having said that, I still think you can do it. I have faith in you. I wouldn't dare approach it, but
but I'm so happy that you can still do it because I would actually physically want to help you if I could. I want to see it. And um, so it's taken us to this point, Flavia, and I want to know from I, you. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't give up the idea. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? <clears throat> um, that's why I still train the way that I train. I still have the drive. It's still, you know, the, the, the focusing, you know, when I go to the gym, you know, for me, there's no phones. There's no, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go drink water. No, 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 no. We got these 45 minutes. I don't want to, I don't want to hear nothing. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just training here. You know, you want to say hello to me, you say hello to me after that conversation is over. We talk in 45 minutes. You know what I mean? But um, like I said, I didn't give up the idea. My shoulders are definitely better than two years ago. Are they going to get better? I don't know. You know, I do my stretching. Uh, definitely helps. Um, if I get more confident as far as hitting those poses the way that I want to, even if they're not absolutely perfect, because like I said, it's not important anymore. Uh, definitely, I will try. Definitely. You know what I mean? Flavio, um, is there anybody who you want to thank? Uh, a gym, a coach, uh, your parents, former friends, anybody uh, that you want to finish off by giving a special thank you or talking about any business well, ventures, whatever you like. I want to thank all my fans, that's for sure. You know, I mean, all, the, all these people that have followed me over the years, that they still get message in uh, over Facebook or face, face, Instagram, whatever it is. Um, it's nice, you know, that these people still um, give me all the compliments, uh, what I've done, what I achieved. Um, most, a lot of them, they ask me, you know, why don't you, you know, do it again? And, uh, but like I said, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. But it, otherwise, no, I mean, if it wasn't for, like I said, all these people, you know, it definitely is motivating. It's motivating for me, like I said, to go to any gym and people come and ask me, you know, questions. Uh, some of them, they don't even know who I am. Uh, um, they just say, wow, you look great. You know, I, actually yesterday, these two guys come up to the gym and they said to me, are you a competitor? I said, no, I'm nobody. He goes, well, I think you have a good body. You should compete. Look at you. <laughs> I said, well, thank you. I'll think about it. <laughs> you know, so see, that's the thing that motivates me. You know what I mean? Because people can see, you know, they, hey, I look different from everybody else in the gym and it shows, you know, I look better than all these 20, 30, 40 year old people. You know what I mean? And, uh, and to me, that's the motivation. You know what I mean? That every gym where I go, basically I stand up, even for be the smallest guy, you know, because now, <clears throat> You go to these gyms, everybody walks around. I went to San Diego a couple of years ago. All those guys they walk around around 300 pounds yeah. in the gym. Even the girls, they were bigger than I was. You know what I mean? Yeah. I said, wow. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's not that it's intimidating. To me, it doesn't impress me, you know, because there's really no shape. No, you know, you look like a, like a farm animal to me. You know what I mean? Basically, you know, you look like a, you belong in Jurassic Park, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, and uh, I don't know. I'm, you know, it just um, it's not it's not my bodybuilding. <clears throat> it's not the people that I, you know, that I used to, 
look in a magazine and say, well, I want to look like, you know, these people. Um, because like I said, back in our days, you know, to me, <clears throat> symmetry, proportion, condition, you know, a body, you can say, yes, I want to be like him. Are you going to be like Rami? You know, it's like playing Russian roulette. You know what I mean? Because, you know, is this guy, they're going to make it to 40, 50, 60? I'm not so sure. I mean, look at Ronnie, the best of the best. Is this what I want to look like when I'm 50 on a wheel, in a wheelchair? Is this the image, the message that I want to send to the people that they start bodybuilding? You know what I mean? No, I'm sorry. And he was the best. You know, I mean, there will, there will be no nobody like him, I think. You know what I mean? But this is not the message that I want to send to the people that they start the sport. You know what I mean? It's not the right message to send. You know, that if you want to get to that level, one day you end up in a, in a wheelchair. I, I don't think it's a, you know, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? You know. We don't care. Look at Flex Wheeler. You know I mean? They all, you know, they amputate the leg. You know, I mean, look at ah, those other bodybuilders. They don't even look. Look at Dorian. You know, Dorian looks like a homeless person. You know, he looks like he never worked out in his life. It's unbelievable. And this guy was, what, six times Mr. Olympia? And you just let it go like that? You know, stop totally working out. Stop to after the level that you reached. You just quit just like that. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? I, I, I it's no, it's not what I, it's, it's not what I have in my head. You know what I mean? It's a different, you know? it's a different mindset. It absolutely. It's a different, different mindset. mindset. Definitely. Definitely. Look, Dorian but, did what he had to do. And I, I think his mindset is I'm not going back there. He took it to extremes. And, and now I think um, he's, he's trying to be healthy. He's doing yoga minimal minimal training with weights from what i can see so i i understand from his side where, where he's coming from but also understand your side because a lot of people your age that let it go um <clears throat> they, they, they don't like what they've ended up with now you've been able to hold on to it and that's very yes. very important because for me i didn't think i was going to suffer so much damage from these operations that i've had you know, there are certain body parts that I'm, I'm not even sure that I could ever regenerate again. Um, you, you have done it correctly, as far as I'm concerned. You, you're going to have a long life, you can tell. You don't look I like also... you've aged at all. And whatever it is that you're doing, it's anti-aging. It's obviously is, it obviously is anti-aging, whatever it is that you're doing. So, Flavio, I, you know, want to promote people like you more than anything because you're... Yeah. The last hope. <laughs> uh, yeah, but look at look at people like Barry DeMay. Barry is in great shape. Yeah. You know what I mean? Still. Look at Tony Pearson. Tony's in great shape. Yes. Look at Robbie Robinson. You know, I mean these people that you know, the pioneers. This is really you know, really uh, icon. You know, uh, even even what's his name? Um, um Michael O'Hearn. Michael Michael looks great. He's fifty years old. Yeah. I think he's pushing the weights a little too much because I think he's taking his chances. You know, I think one day he's going to blow a gasket, you know, lifting those weights, you know, but definitely, you know, he's a guy, he's a, 
you know, he's a guy that doesn't mess around, you know, he's a whole school. And not many people old school that like that. You know what I mean? And this is no just, oh, I go to the gym. I'm sure that, you know, they eat well, you know, it's a lifestyle, you know, bodybuilding, it's a lifestyle. It's not just, you know, oh, I go to the gym and I, you know, no, no, it's everything that you do during the day. You know what I mean? Because I don't care if you train well and you eat well, but then if you go party all night long, and I'm sorry, if you start drinking or something, you're never going to accomplish, you're not going to get the results that you're looking for, you know? So, um, these people, they were, you know, pretty together, you know, like I said, the wife, they won't look like that. You know what I mean? Flavio, you know, and Michael's so young, you know? You're a role model for, for <clears throat> living the right lifestyle. Uh, you've been doing it for years. Uh, years ago, you, you were a competitor and, you know, somebody to look out for, you were dangerous. Now you're doing the same thing. And I believe what you're doing, whatever it is, it's it's a life extension tool that you've developed. And you can tell by the way you look, uh, you, you're gonna have a long, healthy life. And, you know, perhaps also that. In, yeah. in, in the future, we can do another interview to really get down to the nitty gritty of exactly what it is that you do today. I wanted to reintroduce you and uh, let people understand the sort of people that are out there like yourself and all the ones you mentioned. Yeah. And um, I, I really want to thank you from the bottom of my sure. heart for doing this today with me. I really appreciate it. And and you know, I've, I've told you many times, I want to come and see you even though you're a loner. We've been friends for a long time and I've actually- Oh yeah, no, loner as far as I don't, <clears throat> I don't put up with bullshit, John. You know what I mean? You know, and there's too much bullshit today. You know, that's why I say I go to the gym and I, and I get pissed off to see these people that they really, um, they think they are somebody, but they're nothing. You know, it's mostly, you know, it's a, it's a social thing. You know, everybody, you know, I, I can't believe they spend more time on the phone, you know, than actually exercising. You know what I mean? And that's what bothers me the most, yeah. you know? And then they ask me, you know, oh, how can I look like you? You know, are you going to look like me? You know, for, first we got to put the phone down, you know what I mean? And, and, and really start working out. And uh, But they don't get it. Everything changed. And as much you people want to try to bring back bodybuilding what it used to be, it's difficult, you know, because it he, he he went to a direction that, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't see, I don't see him, you know, getting any better. Actually, it's going to get worse, you know, because, you know, these guys, they do anything for a trophy, you know, uh, they don't care about their health, you know, uh, the stories that I hear are crazy, crazy. I mean, the amount of uh, insulin that they take, you know, during the course of the day, like, 10 times a day, every meal, you know, that's why they can pack 40 pounds of muscle, 20 pounds of muscle in a year. When in, in our days, if you put four or five pounds, it was a miracle. Did a good job. And now you can put 40 pounds. <laughs> Jesus. You know what I mean? You see these people changing overnight. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Flavio, eventually I think you and I should do a commentary on some of the shows that they have. Because I'm telling you, I'm not going to stop with with what I'm doing. Oh, no, 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 it's good that you, as hard wanna, as what you, you know, think that it is. I'm going to continue yeah. because I want to see this change. 
So something, something to, to keep in mind that we should do some commentary on the upcoming shows. I think the way you speak, and you're not afraid uh, to say anything, which I really appreciate. No, you never have. no I'm not afraid to do. You, you to never say have. What I did, you you what put I, up you with know. less crap now than what you did in the past. You've always sure. been extremely <clears throat> respectful to me, and I consider you a good friend. And hope that one day soon, whether you visit Australia or I come to Palm Springs, we can catch up. It would be yeah, a, definitely. It would be incredible definitely. because I, I love your personality, and I tend to be a little bit like you, except um, I, I have other people in my life. Sometimes sure. doing what you're doing uh, really is the best way because it's it's you know it's just you. You're enjoying yourself. Well, I made it that way. You know what I mean? You know, so it was my choice. Um, I had many opportunities to get married or having kids. It's not for well, me. Well, you were never short on women uh, getting attention from women, from what I noticed. That's for sure. You know, it? it's not. It's not <laughs> that. Believe you know. You, you know, you, I. You, just you sound like know. a retired male stripper. I got a friend of mine who got so much attention from women. If, if, if any if any woman approaches him now, he's like, please give me a break. I, I, I think yeah. you're right up there with him, and um, I, I really admire everything that you've done and the way you're living your life, Flavio. So I, I again, I wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart, and thank you very much for taking the time out for this oh, interview. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And hopefully we'll we'll catch up. We'll do it again, sure. In the future, please. Yeah, yeah, anytime, okay. anytime. You know, definitely, John. Thank you, Flavio.